When you're acting as your doodle's teacher during training, do you know their learning style? Take our exclusive fun and free quiz to find out at thedoodlepro.com slash learning and make training more fun and successful. Happy International Doodle Dog Day. I am thrilled to celebrate your wonderful doodles and you fabulous people who love them. Hey, every day is doodle day in my book. Let's get started. Doodle breed dogs are easy to love, but can be challenging to parent. I'm doodle expert Corinne Gearhart, also known as the Doodle Pro, and I'm here to help doodle parents have a more fulfilling and rewarding experience with their doodles. No one has professionally worked with as many different doodle breeds or has more experience with doodles than I have, and I love to share my expertise in a fun, compassionate, and non-judgmental way. From my years of work and education in the pet care and dog training industry, I have an incredible network of skilled training, grooming, and veterinary professionals to share their knowledge with you and give you the doodle-specific answers you're looking for. I hope you enjoy today's episode as I help you parent your doodle like a pro. At the end of this episode, I'll share the special treat I created for you just for this occasion. Today's episode is airing two days early to celebrate this holiday, and the next five weeks will feature bonus Thursday episodes devoted to each of today's most popular doodle breed mixes. The longest running mixes, Labradoodles and Golden Doodles each get a special episode. Then the most popular lapdog doodle, Cavapoos, which I'm biased as that's my personal doodle Nestle's mix, followed by the more trendy mixes of Bernadoodles, Aussie Doodles, and the latest trend on the scene, Sheepadoodles. Today, we're going to discuss what makes doodles so unique, trends, and my personal path to doodles. There are different tales of where the intentional breeding of doodles began, or which was first. One is that in 1969, Monica Dickens, the great-granddaughter of Charles Dickens, bred the first doodle variety by breeding a golden retriever with a standard poodle in hopes of gaining the benefits of each breed. Dickens sought the gentle nature of the goldens and the athletic intelligence of poodles. Sound familiar? The name Labradoodle was first used in 1955 when Donald Campbell, a British speed racer, jokingly referred to his dog as a Labradoodle. Since he's a mixture of a Labrador and a poodle, all black with thick curly hair. That's my attempt at the British accent. I'm sorry. Most famously, in 1989, there was the breeding manager for the Royal Guide Dog Association of Australia, Wally Conran. This is probably who you've heard of. When a blind woman needed a guide dog but couldn't use one of his Labradors because of her husband's allergies, he tried standard poodles. For three years, he tried to have 33 different poodles trained, but he said they all failed and poodles were not cut out to be guide dogs. This blows my mind as I've personally had or worked with dozens of standard poodles and many are used as guide dogs today. I don't get it. When he crossed the Labrador and a poodle, nobody wanted a mutt for their guide dog candidate. He 
He instead used the term labradoodle at a press conference and made a huge fuss about this and told the press he invented a brand new dog. The gimmick worked and the dog world would never be the same. Luckily for us. He is famous for saying in 2019 that he created a Franken monster, which many attribute to his disappointment in unethical breeding practices of some doodles. But he also had said standard poodles weren't cut out to be guide dogs. So I'll dive into the history of doodles and the backlash and doodle hate trend on upcoming episodes. From the 90s on, there's been no turning back. Doodles are the default family dog, and for first-time puppy parents looking for a dog from a breeder, often their first question when looking for their new dog is, which doodle should we get, instead of, what breed dog should we get? The most popular doodle mixes include Labradoodles, Golden Doodles, Cavapoos, Cockapoos, Aussie Doodles, Bernadoodles, Sheepadoodles, Yorkiepoos, Woodles, Maltipoos, Australian Labradoodles, Schnoodles, and the more uncommon ones include Bordadoodles, Sheepoos, Poojons, St. Burdoodles, Poogles, Irish Doodles, and the Lhasa Poo. If there's a dog breed, it's been crossed with a poodle. But wait, are mixes that end in poo doodles too? They sure are. The definition of doodles or Oodles, as they're often called outside of the States, is a dog crossed with a poodle, any size poodle. So Yorkie Poos, Cavapoos, Maltipoos, etc. Those are all doodles too. Doodles gifted access to other dog breeds, features, temperaments, and qualities to people limited by their allergies. Allergy suffering people who loved the lap dog nature of the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel can access this quality through a Cavapoo. People who love the goofy nature and large size of the Bernese Mountain Dog but hate their shorter lifespans often find longer living but goofy and larger friends in a Bernadoodle. People who love the silly side of a Golden who has never met a stranger but whose health doesn't allow them to have a golden retriever's coat, can enjoy those traits in a golden doodle. I'm one of those people who suffer from allergies to dogs. Yes, I am a dog trainer who's allergic to dogs. Is your mind blown? Growing up, my mom had the same allergies I have, and we were told that dogs were not an option for our family. I was not to be dissuaded. I eagerly wrote to Santa every Christmas in my crayons to plead for a puppy. I promised that big jolly man that I would keep that puppy in my room and my mom's allergies would be safe. Instead, Santa helped me grow my enormous collection of dog figurines, books, training guides, and stuffed animals. Even when my now 13-year-old son was born, the theme for his room was dogs. Only when I was an adult after grad school did I meet a standard poodle and poof, my allergies were safe. That is not the case for all varieties of dog allergies. Of course, if you're allergic to dog saliva, there's not a dog breed or mix out there that's without any saliva. A standard poodle was my young family's first dog and dearest Hershey was a wonderful family dog. 
She taught me so much about the lifelong anxiety and fear a dog can need help with when not socialized properly and early. We brought her home to us after the peak socialization window had closed, and she was ripe in a fear period. She was my crossover dog as well, teaching me how to move from outdated training principles to force and fear-free science-based ones. But that's a story for another episode. Taking a break from my career in student affairs and counseling to raise my young boys, I found a small window to pursue my lifelong passion of dogs. And there's been no turning back. With Poodles and Hershey opening the door to working and living with dogs, I developed our trademarked shed-free stay, welcoming doodle mixes and non-shedding breeds professionally into my home while their parents were out of town or at work. I still do that work every day today. Doodles have been by my side every step of my education and training as a professional dog trainer. When a family member was unable to care for their intended Cavapoo puppy, our Nestle came into our life. Hershey passed soon after from a congenital issue. Did I mention I didn't know what to look for in breeders before her? And Nestle was the gift I didn't know I'd need to process my enormous grief for her. In the last six years, I've personally worked with over 500 doodles and over 20 doodle mixes. We spend day in and day out together over their combined 4,000 plus visits and counting. People that don't know say, why don't they just get a poodle? As a former poodle parent and a still poodle lover, I can confidently say doodles are different. They bring some unique challenges that I'm happy to spend the rest of my career as the doodle pro helping their parents work through but on the other side are very, very, very special dogs with unique gifts and qualities of their own. To celebrate this holiday of International Doodle Dog Day, I've created a special doodle personality quiz just for you listeners. Go to thedoodlepro.com slash personality to see what personality type your doodle has. I'm looking forward to spending the next five bonus Thursday episodes discussing the most common doodle breeds and what makes each of them unique. And I can't wait to hear the results of your doodles personality quiz from the page, thedoodlepro.com slash personality. Happy International Doodle Dog Day. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Doodle Pro Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And I invite you to follow me on Instagram at the Doodle Pro for behind the scenes peeks at all of the adorable doodles I work with daily.